You're listening to Crush Performance with the Crusher, Jeff Crushell. Get in on the talent grid and text Crush at 10 12 60 with your questions, comments, or smart ass remarks. All right, welcome everybody. Jeff Crushell here, the con man behind the glass, keeping us on track. We're your weekly source for performance information, and it's early December. Today, a real big show as we kick off December with a crush war on sugar. Today, we, are, we, we will be talking with crush favorite Dr. Andouise Allen, who is truthfully one of the world's leading minds when it comes to something called the glycemic index. So listen, if you have any questions, comments, or smart remarks today, get to us, crushperformance.com. You can find the contact and email information there. If you are on Twitter, at Jeff Crush, and on Facebook, uh, Crush Performance uh, is the Facebook page to go to. Uh, and let us know if you have any questions that you'd like to forward to Dr. Allen today. Uh, you can let us know on any one of those platforms, or you can text us on the TSN text line. 101260 is the text. So there's a lot of things we need to get to today, but I wanted to reset the stage when it comes to the Crush War on Sugar. This is the second year. Uh, we'll be continuing it into 2018 as we... Strive to push the envelope and raise awareness on all the issues that are surrounding diet and the misinformation and the marketing ploys out there and how it's impacting human performance. And when it comes to just overall general, I guess, approach to diet, we don't need to get alarmed. I think sometimes we overthink it. I think a lot of times that we try to look for something that's not there. Common sense truly prevails. But I will say this. Um, we've taken a wrong turn somewhere in time. And if we look at the overall health of our population, if we look at the performance of our athletes, if we look at the development of our young people, it's being impacted more by our diets than anything else that we do. So getting our diets and our daily diet under control is critical priority number one. And that's what the crush war on sugar is all about. If you're not familiar with what we do, we talk about a lot of issues related to diet, foodstuffs, the science, but also how food is impacting our health and wellness. And some of the stats we've had on over the years um, has been alarming. When we look at just where we're at, if we go back to just some of the normative data from 2017, um, there was a great breakdown just to give us some perspective. They went back, uh, a really good group um, went back and did a longitudinal study. And they looked at the impact of obesity and diabetes on our healthcare system and our general health. And they tried to decipher why we're where, we, where we're at in terms of our overall health. So they went back to 19, the 1900s, and they went back to 1822, and they tried to decide what did the diet look like in the 1900s, in the 21st century, and then what did it look back and look like back in the 1800s, and how does it correlate with how our health has changed? Well, back in 1822, the average amount of sugar consumed by a North American adult was about 12 ounces every five days. 12 ounces of sugar every five days. You know, when they talk about this, they're looking at, you know, things like juice and sodas, when they look at the sugary drinks that we consume. Back in 1822, it would have been about 12 ounces every five days. We consume that every seven hours in today's world. In 1822, 
the average person, average adult, consumed 6.3 pounds of sugar per year. Today, it's 107, almost 108 pounds. And that goes into 1999. So there's a lot of things we need to understand and curb it. Here's what we do with our athletes. We set up a program where they don't make more than a 24-hour mistake. Our food plans, our diet, our workouts, and our performance planning all works on this beautiful 24-hour cycle, and it's incredibly manageable. If you guys start thinking about this in terms of attacking your diet, attacking your performance, it can be a really, really helpful tool. Because inside that 24 hours, we can really organize feeding times, the type of food we consume at each feeding time. We can work in any supplements if, if, if it's needed. But at the end of the day, if you're not eating the right things, you can't get the result. And our diet is having a massive impact on our performance. There's claims out there right now that, you know, a high glycemic diet, a high GI diet, which is simple carbohydrates, um, um, really sugar laden. We're going to talk to Dr. Allen today about the glycemic index because there's a lot of questions surrounding that right now. But having a high GI diet increases your risk of lung cancer by 49%. And that's a, that's a, that's a legitimate study coming from the cancer center at the University of Texas. High sugar diet raises your risk of Alzheimer's. They're calling degenerative brain diseases type 3 diabetes. We first start off, started off worrying about obesity and childhood obesity and the strain it would have on our healthcare systems. And, you know, in the next 20 to 30 years, it's predicted that just the health-related risks associated with obesity and overweight will wipe out every healthcare system on the planet. Well, then we started looking at the, the impact of diabetes. Diabetes has the potential to really, really be damaging in terms of our overall ability to treat and care for, for our population in terms of health and wellness. Diabetes, type 2 diabetes, uh, we have a good handle on. But what's sort of developed and sort of taken the top seed as the number one sort of risk, health risk moving forward is Alzheimer's and brain disease, which has been directly associated with high sugar, high glycemic diets. So today we're going to get into answering a few questions. We're going to paint the picture. I want to finish off 2017 with a bang, with a great understanding, so we can get into 2018 uh, with a really powerful war on sugar campaign. And today we'll be joined by Dr. Anduise Allen, who is the chief of biomedical research at the Glycemic Research Institute in Washington, D.C. She is one of the leading minds when it comes to the glycemic index. And the glycemic index may be one of the most important concepts that we really need to understand in order to combat what's happening to our bodies and our population. So she'll be coming up after the break. We are going to uh, cut out here and uh, get rid of this first commercial break. When we come back, we will be uh, hooking up with Dr. Anduise Allen. Again, if you have any questions, comments, or smart remarks, get to us. We'll be back right after this on Crush Performance. All right, time to go to the Rocky Mountains with our good friends at Marmot Basin. Brian Rowe joins us. Brian, how are things up in the snow-covered Rockies? Yeah, it couldn't be better, Jeff. Uh, we talked before about this, but boy, oh boy, we've had a great start to the season here. Lots of snow in October, November, and... Uh, 
you know, even the first couple of days of December, we've needed more and more snow. So conditions are absolutely superb for any time of the year, let alone uh, December 2nd. Yeah, and we talk about this all the time, Brian. Though the snow may not be good in Edmonton, of course, Jasper and Marmot Basin being Edmonton's winter playground, um, don't be fooled. The snow up there is epic, and the new terrain is officially open. Tell us about this. What a monumental occasion this is. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, so the run we're talking about here is called Trey's Ombre. It's not really a run. It's a, it's a big north-facing mountain face. Now, this is um, on, as I mentioned, the north side of the mountain. It's never been open to the public previously. I mean, our ski patrol have been working that area for a number of years, collecting data and trying to understand how best to manage that slope. And uh, we have a great operational plan in place now. And it's finally opened it for the first time ever to the public. And this is all advanced expert terrain. Also, it is the longest uninterrupted fall line on the entire mountain. So it's, a, it's an incredible piece of terrain. Yeah, I can't wait to get up there and try that new terrain, Brian. And there's a great way to do it. The escape card is going to be in the Crush Top 10 gifts for the athlete this holiday season. A fantastic gift and incredible deals. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, isn't it? You can yeah. pay full price, you can pay half price. And uh, get the escape card. Uh, become a member. It only costs 75 bucks, And then every single day that you ski at Marmot, you save half price on the lift ticket. And that's uh, during Christmas. There's no blackouts. The other part of it is if you're coming up midweek, uh, some of the hotels in Jasper are offering half price on the rooms midweek. They've got discounts on the weekend as well, although not half price. So savings really, really pile up. So if you're going to come skiing even for one weekend, the escape card is the way to go. Absolutely. And it's SkiMarmot.com for more information. Brian, much appreciated. We're looking forward to a fantastic long season with you guys. And looking forward to seeing you up here, Jeff. We'll have to go for a tour through Trades Ombridge. Crush Performance is brought to you in part by Sherwood Park Dodge, Chrysler Jeep, locally owned, and one of the largest Dodge Ram truck dealers in North America. They provide top quality service and top quality vehicles that are priced right, right up front. Call 780-410-4100 or online at SherwoodDodge.ca. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to Crush Performance. I am Jeff Crushell, the con man's here keeping us on track. Hey, we're your weekly source for performance information. If you want to write to us, with any questions, comments, or smart remarks, do as the man said. Crushperformance.com is the website. You can follow us on Twitter, at Jeff Crush, and on Facebook, it's Crush Performance. Today, we are getting into our final episode of 2017 uh, when it comes to the Crush War on Sugar. We've had a good number of shows this year. We've dedicated one show per month to the Crush War on Sugar. And um, it's been a, a really, really good movement. And we've got a great following out there. So I want to thank everybody for their support. Today, we're going to try to answer some simple questions. We're going to go back to one of our all-time favorites, Dr. Anduise Allen, who is the chief of biomedical research at the Glycemic Research Institute. We're tracking her down right now. Uh, but I want to set the stage. There's a couple of concepts out there that are really, really powerful when it comes to getting the getting the understanding of what we need to eat in terms of in terms of our daily diets and how they react in the human body. So um, talking with Dr. Allen, again, has always been a treat. Uh, when we go back and look at the research, there's a lot of things we need to be concerned about. I mean, if we look at some of the data out there, I mean, high sugar diet raises your risk of Alzheimer's. We've talked about lung cancer, and that was really uh, interesting one. And this is a study that came out uh, late 2016 in the Journal of Cancer Epidemiology. They looked at biomarkers and prevention, and we're trying to understand, okay, if smoking 
is responsible for about 50% of the, of the cancer out there. Where's the rest coming from? And a long-term study got us back to um, the association of a high glycemic diet. So when we started talking about this on the show, one of the big questions was, what does a glycemic diet look like? And what does the glycemic index actually mean? And there's no one better to talk to about that than Dr. Anduise Allen. Dr. Allen, uh, thanks for joining us here today. Oh, glad to be here. Great. Hey, sorry, we had a little uh, phone difficulty there, but we're so glad to get you on. As we wrap up the 2017 sort of a crush war on sugar campaign, and and I, Doc, I couldn't do it. uh, I couldn't think of a better time and a better partner to do it with than you as we try to just sort of uh, lay out the landscape of understanding in terms of where we're at and where we've come from and where we, what we need to do moving forward in terms of, you know, the, the health related issues to daily diet. Yeah. So, it's become really, you know, in the past 30 years, um, it's been going in one direction, one direction that leads to 90% of the disease, the obesity, the diabetes, the childhood obesity, uh, the stimulating genes that cause cancer and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Uh, Harvard is doing massive amount of research, and their research is like, uh, as you can imagine, it's it's spot on, okay, um, about the glycemic index and diseases and obesity and whatever. And it turns out that the number one most important thing in looking at what you eat or drink on this planet is going to be how it affects your blood sugar and your brain glycemic indexing. Right. And Dr. Allen, you know, this is one of the questions that we've had. And, and of course, you've been on the show many times before, and we've mentioned the glycemic index and uh, a lot of the questions that come across our board through the email and the text uh, are related to uh, people not quite understanding what the glycemic index is. Look, would it be fair to say, Dr. Allen, that we, we really there hasn't been a, a lot of major breakthroughs when it comes to food sciences recently. But I think we've got a better understanding of how it works. I personally believe that one of the most important concepts to understand if we're going to really, really do battle and, and, and help our athletes perform and help our populations be healthy is understand the glycemic index, what it means and how it works. Is that a fair statement, do you believe? Um, yeah, but, you know, there there actually is some really groundbreaking research that Nobody on this call has ever heard this. Probably most of the people in the United States have not heard this. We've been very reticent to discuss it mm-hmm. uh, because it's, um, it's, it's going to make a lot of people mad in the sports industry. But as you know, the, the, the second newest news was that high glycemic carbs are directly linked to lung cancer. Right. And they're the number one cause of lung cancer. Not number two, not number three, not smoking. Okay? That right there is scary as crap. But that's not the new news. The new news is that high glycemic drinks reduce testosterone in males. Now, let's pick an athlete and let's reduce his testosterone, <laughs> shall we? It's catastrophic. We're talking with Dr. Anduise Allen, who's the chief biomedical officer at the Glycemic Research Institute in Washington, D.C. This is the this is exactly what we don't want to happen, Dr. Allen. I mean, if we look at what athletes are striving for and if we look at (laughs) if we look at just the population in general, everybody's trying to boost their testosterone, not reduce it. Okay, this is alarming news. These people are taking, you know, they're, they're going to nitric oxide, the GH route. You know, they're all kind of different routes. They're really, in my opinion, 
after having received a patent on this uh, and researched it for 30 years, there's only one viable way, but we're not going to get into that today, mm-hmm. was that when we saw and, and, you know, we can get into this later if you guys want to see the clinical trials. They're independent clinical trials published on the Internet. Uh, but I'll tell you what, they will bomb my house. The, <laughs> the sports drink manufacturers, I will see them haul away my nice new Range Rover, okay, and blow it up if I, <laughs> if I go too much there. But that's the most scathing research that we have seen in 30 years is that high glycemic drinks reduce testosterone. You know, that's you can look at an athlete and you drain his testosterone, okay, or just reduce it slightly, okay? His performance is going down. Uh, aside to mention the fact of in normal people, it's going to increase your risk of prostate cancer in males. It's going to ruin your sex life, okay? It's going to ruin your energy levels. Those are just, you know, some selfish reasons. But in an athlete, you start reducing testosterone in a significant manner. And I'm talking it stays reduced for four hours. Try that on a football field. Right. And, Doc, the the, uh, drop in testosterone is almost immediate and it's significant, isn't it? It's a a massive drop. Yeah, you and I have discussed that. Yeah. And when I called you and told you, there was a, like this silence. Yeah. There was this silence, and you were like, "What? What?" He said, "Did you say? You know, for say Did you say? Yeah. It worked." And I was like, "Yes." And you go, "How does that work? What's the mechanism?" Right. So we get into the mechanism for a couple of hours, and you go, "God, that's solid. It's solid." Uh, there's, you know, and that that is really going to upset some people because what are you going to do now? With sports drinks that are high glycemic, okay? Right. What are you going to do? Which is virtually everyone out there. Um, Doc, so you know what? I do want to get to that. I do want to get to that conversation. I'd like to delve into that a little a little deeper because when, when we first started perusing that research, um, it really connected a lot of dots for me. A lot of, a lot of the performance issues that we've been uh, seeing in the past that we mm-hmm. just couldn't figure out, the deficits um, – uh, a lot of things came clear. Once we started making adjustments based on this new research, our athletes went through the roof. So, hey, Dr. Allen, let's could we start here? Could we sort of paint a what picture? What is the glycemic index? <laughs> right. Well, that's the big question. I think in order for everybody to understand yeah, why we're where right. we at and why we're talking about what we're talking about, um, how about we share with everybody? It's funny because I'll get on stage, you know, and they'll be like, I don't know, <laughs> 4,000 people in right. Japan. And, and I'll start talking about the glycemic index and won't even really stop to say what it was, and I guess I've got to back up. Um, one of the most interesting things about the glycemic index is when just recently a scientist discovered a brain sugar switch. So think about that. A brain sugar switch. The brain and its infinite wisdom, I mean, we're really stupid. As, as beings, we're stupid. It's the brain who's got everything going, and it's going, yeah, I got a brain sugar switch, and I've had it since you've been alive, but you never knew about it, right? Right. And what you going to do about it, okay? So I was like, a brain sugar switch? What is that? Well, it has to do with the glycemic index, and that's how we, why we have to combine the glycemic index with brain glycemic indexing, because that's what causes the brain to respond to, in a glycemic index matter, is things like monk fruit and truvia and artificial sweeteners and things like that. It doesn't know what that is. So it's got its own switch, right? 
it's got its own neuronal switch in the brain. And really that's run by cell types like astrocytes that regulate metabolic process. And I know that you'd kill me if we talked about astrocytes, so we're not. <laughs> well, I swear to God, I, I promise you we would not talk about astrocytes. But it really all has to do with one thing, and it's really simple. It's the burnable carbs, okay? Mm-hmm. And burnable carbs are... Um, the speed and efficacy of a molecule that either turns into real fuel and is utilized or it's going to piss off your brain and your body, right? Right. If it's not a burnable fuel and you can't use it and it doesn't know what it is, it uh, again, it goes to that switching mechanism that it has that has to do with astrocytes. I mean, they've got it totally, totally tracked. So that's when we get down to in sports drinks – and in food is to fuel partitioning, okay? So fuel partitioning really means or what type of a carb are you taking in? What is it doing with those carbs or sugars, right? Mm-hmm. And how is it using it? Is it using it in a destructive way to increase your risk of cancer and reduce your testosterone and reduce your sports performance? Or is it actually doing something good? Right. So if you look at, you know, when we talk about sports drinks, they're not as simple as they look, Okay. Some people just put some sugar in there and some flavor and go, there, there's your sports drink, okay? And you know what I say to them? I go, you know, have you really taken into account the glucose transporter, GLUT5, uh, which uses a different transporter that is not sodium dependent and highly specific to certain low glycemic molecules? And they go, um, what? And I go, yeah, because that's what all sports drinks are going to be based on in the future. All right, so if we're just looking at what in the world, you know, is the glycemic index, if we just go down to the to the basics, okay, it's really, um, and I'm just going to use the word qualitative, but I'm just going to say, let's go to something easier. It's just the effect that a certain amount of carbohydrates or fuel, it doesn't even have to be a carbohydrate, because artificial sweeteners aren't carbohydrates. They're a non-fuel. Okay. Right. It's the effect that they have on your blood sugar, your insulin levels, and your brain glycemic indexing. In other words, that it identifies the extent of the blood sugar response in its simple terms just digestively following the ingestion of a certain amount of food. So when we've done our trials, which we've done for, you know, 30 years, we'll take 50 grams of available carbohydrates, we'll feed them to someone, and then we'll test how their blood sugar and their insulin and, you know, different parameters like fat storing lipoprotein, lipase, neuropeptide Y, agouti, and all those things. We're looking to see how does it affect them. And it just becomes more shocking day by day. Mm. Um, And then we test the glycemic load, which means how much of that are you going to eat? Okay. So my sister might say, "Um, okay, you've only eaten two French fries and I've eaten 755. Right. So right. we got to include the glycemic load of right. how much of that did you eat? So here's, right? a, here's a question that just came in, Dr. Allen. It says, it, it says, so Dr. Allen, I'm understanding that everything we eat has a glycemic index. That's actually a pretty good question yes. because everything Whoever does. Whoever that is, is freaking smart. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 and, it, and it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't even have to be a carbohydrate. That's the scary part, okay? When we did all that research on diet soda, mm. and we, you know, it was an accident, really, as, as you, you know, they're not going to admit it, but really good science is usually an accident, you know. Madame Curie and a lot of stuff Einstein did was like, oh, I made a mistake. Okay, wait a minute. It's not a mistake. <laughs> yeah. So, 
you know, we were we were looking at the bottom line of a of a response of a very famous beverage company. I would say it's the biggest in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, hired us to see what happens if you combine different sugars and sweeteners with different artificial sweeteners. Well, we started seeing the wackiest things you've ever seen. So we thought, okay, wait a minute, we got to separate all this stuff out. We have got to separate the isomaltose from the maltodextrins, from the glucose polymers, from the artificial sweeteners, you know, from the stevia-like uh, compounds. Um, that, that's so that's we, all the different sweeteners and carbohydrates and everything they had in there, right, Doc? Just to let everybody know what all those no, names no, mean. No, no, uh, no. Those were in a bunch of different drinks. Oh, gotcha. Not in one. Right. <laughs> no, not in one. But we thought, wait a minute, we're getting the wackiest? Because for 30 years, we'd be getting standard answers. Right. Then we start adding, because, you know, what happened was soda companies started combining sweeteners, regular like cane sugar. Oh, my God. The, the, the new thing is natural cane sugar. If you think that natural organic cane sugar is any different in your body than just that's so sugar, you got another thing coming, okay? <laughs> so they're coming up with all these nice, it's organically grown, and it's, you know, that ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. It don't care if it's organic or not. It's, it, it's going to react a certain way. So we started separating out the sugars and the sweeteners. And that's when we said, okay, well, this is a waste of time, but we'll just do the artificial sweeteners because they're not going to do anything to the brain and body. And, oh, yes, they did. Okay, and out comes the clinical trial in major universities three months later that diet sodas is more fattening than regular soda. Right. It was alarming. And that came out of the oh. University of Texas. That was the big one with Sharon yeah. Fowler. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And then they were the first ones, and we were like, oh, my God, we were right. We were crazy, you know, <laughs> because what we saw, here's what we saw. With artificial sweeteners, we saw the brain spilling out more insulin than, than if you'd eaten 50 buckets of sugar because that's what your brain thought was coming. Right. Because You eat 1,400 times sweeter than sugar, and the brain goes, oh, really? That's you going to play that on me? Yeah. You want diabetes. I see that you want diabetes. Okay. That's what you're going to get. So now we've got, you know, oh, no, it's not type 1 and type 2 diabetes anymore. Now we got type 3 diabetes. Okay. Um, and that is a real thing. Um, it's been quantified, and it's now something we're going to have to deal with. So if you look at anything that's wrong with our blood sugar, okay, and you connect that to really what we're seeing in disease and in stimulating certain genes and in type 1, type 2, and type 3, and even Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, it's all related to blood glucose, which is glycemic index. Right. We're talking with Dr. Anduise Allen. She's the chief biomedical officer of the Glycemic Research Institute in Washington, D.C. Uh, Dr. Allen, it's Fair to say, based on this conversation, and you and I have talked at length about this, um, that the glycemic index controls performance in absolutely every way possible and in every area of human performance. Yeah, you know, just think about it. You're going through your day, right? And you know when you've hit low blood sugar because you start getting kind of spacey and dizzy, and particularly people that have diabetes in their family, right? right? Or they may have prediabetes, or they just may not, they may have, they may not be taking enough chromium, okay? Um, and their blood sugar balance is not good. And they'll get all spacey, and it can just get worse and worse and worse until you're in a really bad mood and you want to stab somebody or whatever, and it ranges from mild, but you know you start to lose cognitive function, right? Right. 
because your body needs some burnable fuels. Right. So, Doc, here's a question for you uh, that just came in. I think this is a pretty smart one as well. They're saying, so, uh, Crusher, Dr. Allen, so if I understand this correctly, some foods score very high in the glycemic index. Some foods score really low. If I'm walking in the supermarket, market, how do I know which foods would be or would score well on the glycemic index? That's a great question. I love that question and it drives me crazy because I can't give you a good answer. Here's your good answer. If it's a simple food, like a cucumber, low, okay, a sweet potato, low, a potato, high, okay, a watermelon, really high, okay, we can walk through the vegetable department um, and you know that the most commonly um, ingested foods in children, vegetables, are the highest glycemic on the face of the earth. Corn and potatoes. Mm, right. Okay. Um, I didn't say they like broccoli, but, you know, if we walk through the just the vegetable department, I could say this is low, this is high, because it's just a simple food. But now, go to the cereal aisle. Go to the, the, you know, the package of foods. They've got so much stuff in them, you can't tell what's going on. Right. You cannot tell what, the, like I said, the real thing that really pissed me off was when the Food and Drug Administration let the sugar industry call the most fattening sugar on the face of the earth not be called a sugar. Right. I mean, what is that? Yeah. Come on. I called them up and I go, you know what I said? I was like, really? Really? <laughs> so, I was like, what? what? You're absolutely right. Well, and Dr. Allen, there's there's over 50 and some, if you look at it really technical, maybe 60 different ways to say sugar without saying sugar. So, yes. and, and I believe, you know, if you really break it down, there's about 100 different ways to say sugar-free, and yet products are still laden with sweeteners that aren't technically sugars. So people have to be really, really aware. I, but the problem is, how did they, they don't know. Here's the problem. How would you know? Right? So how, look, I'm yeah. walking through the store with this guy, right? Yeah. And he's going, hey, how about that? You know, is that low? Is that, and I'm going, yeah. And then we go somewhere else and I go, he goes, let me pick up this label. Okay, it's got this, 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 and that. You said that's not good. This, and this is good. You, this is, and I go, but look on the label. What are the ratios? What are the freaking ratios okay so now they got this new trick right where they go they they feature it like um oh it's got some natural stevia you know or monk fruit in it blah 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 and then underneath it you know in 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 the ingredients panel it'll say um you know artificial sweeteners do you know the ratios right do you know the ratios of how much sugar because they're combining now sugar with stevia glycosides and stiviol, you know, uh, isomers and God knows what. You don't know the ratio. So if you eat, you know, again, we go back to the French fry. You're eating, you're eating one French fry or you're eating 700 French fries. And you don't know because they're not going to tell you the ratios that are in that product. Okay, this is a great time to cut out. Doc, we have to cut out for one more quick uh, commercial break. When we come back, I have a really cool text I want to get to here, and then I want to get back to this idea of burnable carbohydrates. If you're okay to hang on over this commercial break. Sure. All right, everybody, hang on. Uh, More Crush War on Sugar right after this with Dr. Allen. Stick around. A very, very important uh, conversation today. We'll be right back. 
All right, time to get into the crush pit stop with our good friends down at Sherwood Dodge Chrysler Jeep. Paul Amera, the quest for 19 started a couple of weeks ago. We're down to 10. We're on a mission to get you 10 deals now before the end of December. And now's a great time for anybody to get in there. And how about a vehicle for Christmas? What a great gift that would be. Absolutely. Great time to do it, Jeff. Over the years, I've done that to lots of people. Uh, husband surprising the wife or vice versa uh, for the kids. Uh, there is great deals. Kaiser just announced on the Ram 1500 on the 17th. Uh, 0% for 84 months, so that's brand new. Just came out yesterday. Uh, definitely a great time. December is a great time to buy. It's year-end. Uh, everyone's trying to get a deal. I need 10 deals, and I will do whatever it takes to get them. The nine people that I just sold in the past few weeks all got super deals. Uh, I take care of my customers anyway, but I have to get 19 deals, nine down, 10 to go. All right, and we're here to help you out because we've been sending our friends, we've been sending our family, and we've, of course, been talking to our audience about it because uh, we really love how you guys operate. If people want to get down there to visit with you and actually see what those deals look like, how can they do it, Paul? Call my personal cell, 780-242-8890. Come on in and ask for me. Paul O'Mara, Sherwood Dodge. We're at Yellowhead Trail on Broadmoor Boulevard, Sherwood Park. Crush Performance, brought to you by Spectrum Rental. Why buy when you can rent for less? With quality tool rentals, sales, delivery, and repairs, Spectrum Rental has everything you'll need for the smallest home project to major construction sites. Spectrum Rental, right tools, right price, right now. Call 780-463-3856 or go to SpectrumRental.com. All right, everybody, welcome back. Jeff Grishel here and the con man keeping us on track. We're your weekly source for performance information. Listen, if you have any text questions, get to us. The text line is 101260. Standard text rates do apply, but we also can be contacted through our website, crushperformance.com, on Twitter, at Jeff Crush, and if you're on Facebook, Crush Performance. Uh, today, we are wrapping up our 2017 Crush War on Sugar campaign with uh, Crush favorite, Dr. Andy Salen. Uh, Dr. Allen, hey, thanks for hanging on over the break there. Happy to do it. You know, what I was going to say just before uh, we had to go was that the, here's the problem. It, it's actually kind of simple. The food industry has evolved faster than our bodies. Hmm. So just think about that. Yeah, I like that. Our bodies and our brain evolves really slowly, really slowly. Hello. Um, but the food industry evolves really, really quickly, right? Yes. And those things aren't matching. So when we found the, the sugar switch that's in the brain, it, here's what it showed us, okay? That the control center of the brain remotely controls our entire metabolism, okay? Now, the brain has the highest sugar consumption of any organ, and it controls all hunger and cravings for food. Um, and what the, what the brain does, it takes sugar from the blood. So if you've got crap fuel Floating around the bloodstream, it's only got crap fuel to pull from, right? But if you've got good fuel that it can use, uh, and here's what's really shocking. The, there's recent clinical studies at Brown University by Dr. Suzanne Delamonte, MD. She's a, a neuropathologist, brilliant woman. And she was the first person to show that there's a link between uh, diabetes in the brain and type 3 diabetes. So... She, we, she renamed it type 3 diabetes, yeah. and it's totally controlled by blood glucose and insulin that you eat or drink. Now, here's the scary thing. This, if you eat or drink high glycemic foods, right, 
healthy people who ate a high glycemic diet for only one month, that's 30 days, saw increases in spinal fluid levels of beta amyloids, and that's what people have who have Alzheimer's. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's why they're saying, and this is their quote, in type 2 diabetes, excess abdominal fat is typical due to continual flux of blood glucose and insulin levels. But high body fat levels are also tied to type 2 diabetes, type 3 diabetes, and Alzheimer's. But the number one symptom of type 3, type 1, and type 2 diabetes is elevation of blood glucose to the supply to the brain controlled by GLUT1. Okay. Again, we're getting back into the GLUT1 and the astrocytes. So now we'll, Which is we pretty know technical that, stuff, right, Doc? It's pretty technical stuff. So like, It is. And I don't want to go – we don't want to get there, but yeah. we want them to know that we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, no question there. Well, we're talking with Dr. Andrew Allen, who's the chief biomedical officer for the Glycemic Research Institute in Washington, D.C. She had one of the first glycemic patents ever on the planet, and uh, she's one of the leading minds, if not the leading mind, when it comes to the glycemic index and how food reacts in the human body. So, hey, Dr. Allen, just just on that note here, I just want to get mm-hmm. to this text because it was a good one. Um, okay. This came in from Roy. Roy said, so, Dr. Allen, Crusher, listen, if I had a plate of 100 calories of white bread and another yeah. plate with 100 calories of of blueberries uh-huh. uh, those aren't the same the blueberries uh, 100 i guess what he's saying here ultimately it's pretty they long don't, they don't act like calories the same he's totally right, right. no they don't yeah they, it, they they're not even in the you know into the brain they're not even in the same food chain so they're yes he's right yeah so they're, doc they're, this this goes with certain is, okay one is a um non-utilizable fuel okay um, you know, unless you're starving or you let, you know, I mean, having a peanut butter sandwich isn't going to kill you, okay? Right. But the other, it looks at blueberries and go, oh, okay, this is really cool. And by the way, just so we get, uh, cover this, the worst thing you can do to the human body is try to go into keto adaptation or ketosis, okay? So the ketogenic diets, we that's a conversation for another day, but we do need to talk about it that. It only for sure. supplies up to 50% of fuel that a regular uh, diet does, and it takes weeks or months to adapt. And when it does, it causes impaired cognitive function and mood. Yeah. No, and I but think we, anyway, okay. I, th- I think we've seen that. So, Doc, this goes back to our conversation that a calorie is not a calorie. I don't care it's what anybody cal- no, says. No, it's not. They have nothing to do with each other. And so, Roy, that's they have actually nothing to do. Yeah. With each so, Roy's emails or text there is actually a very, very pertinent one to this conversation. Yeah, he's smart. He's smart. Yeah. Now, if he was asking me what would I would do, I would say actually I dump the bread and have some oatmeal and blueberries. Now, what you want to do is make sure that you combine proteins with carbs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you need the pro- the proteins actually slow down the absorption of carbohydrates in the body and the brain. Okay, it slows it down and it balances that out. We're supposed to be eating like nuts, okay, which is a protein. One of the best things you can eat. Listen, you, one of the best things you can do is grab some walnuts. Just grab some walnuts. They are incredible proteins. Okay, and you know. Um, Raisins are not good. You know, raisins are are really out of the parade Mm -hmm. um, because they are very, very high glycemic, whereas grapes are not. But um, I would say that what you want to try to do is combine your proteins with your carbohydrates, and then your body and your brain is going to be really happy. And, you know, that that should be in a ratio of somewhere between, you know, 40 percent – 
protein and 40% carbs. And then we, you know, 40, 40, 40. Um, or we get into, you know, athletes need higher carbs. So they they need, they, athletes have to go into the 50% carb region. Yeah. Or they're going to crash and birth. They yeah. have to go into that region. Yeah, or more. We're talking with Dr. Anduise Allen, Chief Biomedical Officer at the Glycemic Research Institute in Washington, D.C. As we wrap up our Crush War on Sugar 2017 campaign with a bang here. Dr. Allen, one more text that I want to get to before we go uh-huh. back to that testosterone conversation. Because that is incredible new research. Yeah, scathing. When we, yeah, scathing. Um, Dr. Allen, uh, very interesting uh, comment on the diet sodas. So you're telling me the artificial sweeteners seem sweeter to the body than regular sugars? That's actually a really smart question, right? Because Not to the body, to the brain. To the brain. And I think that's, I think that's, uh, I think that's what they're alluding to yeah, on that text. Yeah, here's what we're talking about. We're not talking about a little bit. We're talking about, you know, 400, 500, 800 times, 1,000 times more. Now, when, think about it. When the brain sees this, it's not the body that decides. Okay. Right. Yes, there are hormones and things that react, but they're reacting to what the brain's saying to do. So the brain's looking at this and going, are you serious to me? You're going to eat 500 pounds of sugar right now. Well, I'm going to have to put out insulin. Okay. Your blood sugar is now going to spike. Your insulin level is going to go up. That increases your risk of all Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, test, um, low testosterone, cancer, Obesity, diabetes, I mean, the, the stop list Stop the madness. Up. Why would you, all right, stop the madness. Just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dr. Allen, this goes, uh, this uh, fades right into our conversation that we've had on the Swish studies, where they're not even actually consuming it, but the body goes bonkers based on the sweetness levels of a lot of these artificial sweeteners. It don't and, matter if you swallow it or not. Yeah, it's the signal you send to the brain. It's the brain game, isn't it, Doc? Switch the brain, switch the game. If you switch the brain, you switch the entire game. And in sports, in health, in longevity, you know, for every university is moving toward controlling the glycemic response of all foods and beverages in the future. Wow. Okay, so Dr. Allen, we have uh, about four minutes, five minutes left. I have to go back to the conversation about the testosterone because this is alarming. Again, the reason I sat when we first contemplated this research, I was sat and I was quiet there again, because a lot of dots connected for me. We were seeing this massive performance deficit. We had the diets all lined out. We had the, the training and the scheduling all done, but we weren't quite getting what we wanted out of our athletes. And when we read this research and you really highlighted the impact and when it comes to uh, uh, the body and the way it performs in this type of a state, we cleaned that up and it's been amazing. It is incredible to me to think that, you know, uh, high glycemic diets are, you know, really, really responsible for the prevalence of Alzheimer's and brain disease. But when it comes to testosterone and human performance, mm-hmm. you know, we're really making some big mistakes when it comes to the energy drinks and sport drink uh, oh, uh, just crazy. categories. Just crazy. And by the way, I wanted to give your listeners a little hint of what I love to do with athletes. Um, and it, and it, or, or even if you're not an athlete now. We know that orange juice is incredible. Orange juice has stuff in it, honest to God, and the pulp and stuff. You know, we're not going back into the corks and the, um, you know, the the, the 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 tiny cork particles that are in orange juice. We're not going to go there today, but we'll go there another day. Uh, but we know that orange juice is great. Here's the problem. 
especially in children. They can't even have more than a quarter of a cup of orange juice. It's going to make their blood sugar go insane. I don't care who they are, okay? Diabetic, non-diabetic, whatever. So here's a great thing to do. I love orange juice, and I want orange juice, and I want the vitamin C. And also, let us not forget that vitamin C in orange juice drives iron into the red blood cells of athletes, okay? Right. Of all humans, but of athletes. That's a biggie. Now, here's how you fix it. You just put maybe a cup of orange juice, and then you put um, a protein, like nonfat dry milk, you know, three or four tablespoons, uh, a bunch of ice, and then you put it in a blender, and now you've got balanced nutrition. You've got protein, you've got your carbohydrates, and you switch them around from carbohydrates that are going to screw with your brain into ones that aren't. So, Doc, say that one more time. So, skim milk powder into your orange. Non-fat dry milk. Non-fat yeah. or dry skim milk powder. Yeah, non-fat yeah. dry milk into high pulp orange juice and some yeah. ice, and or you, you got can yourself use skim a vent. Milk. You yeah. can use skim milk if you want. Yeah. But put ice in it, right? Yep. And then spin it, and it's it, it's fabulous. And, I, I drink about three of them a day. And I, Doc, I drop in uh, frozen strawberries and frozen blueberries as well. Ooh, okay, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous, fantastic you, stuff. You know, you could that, see that's even better. That's even better. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're really bold, if and if you're really if you really drop some yogurt in there, but I just ain't, you know. Yeah, that's great. Uh, if you're going to do it, use some flavored yogurt. Okay. Absolutely. Because one of the best things you can put in your body. Is yogurt? It's got everything. Low sugar, you have to do low sugar a, yogurt. <laughs> no, no, it don't matter. Oh, really? Oh, good. This is no, good news for everybody. Good news for everybody. Look, here's the way that the way the yogurt is configured. Um, it almost doesn't matter what sugar's in there. Right. Okay. It almost doesn't matter because it undoes it. But the point is, yeah, if I was looking for one, I would look for you know, but not one with just artificial sweeteners. Okay. Right. So you could just get some plain. Greek yogurt and put a bunch of fruit in it. Yeah. Doc, I love it. Hey, we have uh, about a minute and a half left here with, with okay. this conversation. We'll go back to the testosterone. Well, no, actually. What, here's what made you, yeah. here's what made like the line go dead. Yeah. It's when I said high glycemic drinks lower testosterone levels by 25 Yeah, and most sport drinks uh, floated in that category. So, Dr. Allen, in the last few minutes here, the last thing I'd like to really get out to you on the Crush War and Sugar campaign here is for our athletes who are drinking all these sport drinks, and please, for everybody out there, just eliminate the energy drinks for now. We'll talk about that in the new year. But what is a good option for an athlete who likes the flavor and helps them hydrate? We know that. Uh, What's a good option out there? Uh, I really can't say. Yeah. It's a tough one, isn't it? So uh, water I, is I, the I key. I water, water is the key. Listen, Doc, we know that yeah, glycogen... But water water isn't going to cut it, okay? So if you're going to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you that the orange juice drink, right, with the protein in it is fabulous. And if you're really trying to hydrate, use less protein and more water. But, you know, also, if you want to get it really low glycemic, use 100% unsweetened pear juice or peach juice. There it is. Right? Yep. That's it. Um, right. Yep. And, if you, and if your blood sugar is a little bit iffy, stick some, uh, you know, um, low-fat, um, dry, non-fat dry milk or skim milk or yogurt in there. Great advice. Great advice, dog. Okay, well, listen. And, and then for kids, yeah. the best sports drink 
is chocolate milk. Yeah. Research has shown it. <laughs> time and time again. Hey, how about we pick this up in the new year? Because in January, we're going to kick our 2018 campaign off with solutions. We want answers. And we just got a couple great ones today, Doc. That orange juice with the dried uh, dried milk powder and some ice, strawberries, blueberries. What a great what a great Incredible. way to go. Yeah. You, you, you know, you got so hooked on it. And the amount of phytochemicals in there are insane. Yeah. You're going to feel so good when you drink that because your blood sugar is going to stabilize. But if orange juice is too hot glycemic, switch to pear juice or peach juice. Great advice. Dr. Andy Allen. no sugar in it. No yeah. sugar. Yeah. Dr. Allen, thank you so much for all of your uh, sage advice here in uh, 2017. You've been on uh, the Crush War on Sugar. This is the third time this year, and we need to do it much, much more often. Thank you so much for your information. Have a great, great holiday season, and we're going to look forward to tapping into that brain of yours in uh, 2017. 2018. Thanks very much. And plus, you know what? Uh, there are some good questions tonight. Yeah, no, our listeners, and it, we yeah, need three they're hours. Very smart. They're very smart. It would be great to set aside three hours and just go through the text here because we've got That'd some be great my ones. my favorite thing. Just let me answer their questions. Yeah, we'll set it up. We're going to try to set that up in the new year. How about that? Cool. Great. Dr. Allen, thank you so Happy much. Happy holiday. Absolutely. To you as well. All right. Okay, everybody, that was a fantastic discussion with Dr. Andrew Allen, who is the chief biomedical officer for the Glycemic Research Institute. Look, there is so much information that we need to get to. Let me quickly try to sum this up. The brain controls everything. If we send the wrong signal to the brain, we are doomed. We are doomed. Our bodies are doomed. If the type of energy we're putting in into our bodies isn't a usable energy, it gets shuttled straight to the fat cells disrupts our blood chemistry and can drastically reduce our performance in life, in school, academics, your job, and certainly in sport. This new research on the impact of high glycemic drinks and carbohydrates on testosterone has massive implications, not just for our athletes, everybody, but for you and your general health as well. And not just males, emails as well. So a lot of great stuff coming up in 2018. Listen, if you guys have questions that you'd like us to get to, let us know via our website. Um, we got some exciting uh, crush coming up in the uh, month of December here, the crush gift for the athlete. And uh, going into the new year, we're going to do a special on corruption in sport. I want to thank you for listening. Thank the con man. And we'll talk to you next week right here on Crush Performance.